Temptation. Temptation can win. Shall we stop right there? <laughs> Temptation can win only with your help. Okay, Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we go to this portion of the service. Father, God, I thank you, Lord. Your anointing, Father, God, is here to open our eyes of our understanding, Father God, that we may glean, Father God, from the word that we might, Father God, become engrafted by the word mightily in Jesus' name. Amen. Time. Where does it go? It seems just only like yesterday uh, that uh, we were beginning the new year, 2017. Uh, before us were new expectations, new excitement, new visions, new goals, uh, and a happy outlook for the future. Amen. You remember that? <laughs> now here we are in October already, and Halloween's. It's right around the corner, bringing the end of October. And, uh, well, if you drive through our city, at least in my, my, my neighborhoods, uh, you see grim images celebrating the dark side of the world. Uh, in my neighborhood, um, you see people dressing up their yards to resemble haunted graveyards. My neighbor has all these tombstones all over the place and all uh, tombstones, skeletons, skulls, bones, and other ghoulish uh, features that strike terror. I mean, if I was walking down the street and saw some of this stuff, it's bad news. It's, Strikes hair and throws a chill. If you're a visitor, I mean, if you, I mean, these little kids going up there, I mean, some of these, wow. Um, and even the bypassers, you know, I look at some of these things, wow, this is wild stuff. I remember one, one time we were driving uh, through the neighborhood to see what they were doing. And somebody was sitting, there was a, at the doorway, you know, where all the stuff with the kids there, and they had a big old colander of, of candies. And there was this grim, grim reaper, you know, sitting down. He had this big long thing with the big blade there, and it had the, the, the mask on, you know, the, the skeleton mask on. And so the little kids would come up, you know. And all of a sudden, this thing got up. Whoop, those kids... Man, they just brought my hair, what, what I got, standing up because, man, I mean, if you're not expecting something like that, and here's this grotesque, ugly-looking thing, scary thing, all of a sudden gets up and has this, man, what do we do to our, what are we doing to our children? I mean, they're, they're developing, you know, well, graveyards represent the final stop. 
but we consider the final stop anyway. Uh, that what has been lost in the graveyard. Uh, feelings of hopelessness, sorrow and grief. So, looking back today at the beginning of your year, has your outlook, your expectations, your visions and goals for this year been denied and laid in a graveyard because of situations, circumstances, and disappointments? What can be done? What do you reach for? What can we expect? Are you happy out there? <laughs> well, we can be excited because God has an awesome plan to dismantle the graveyard. Renew your hope, give you zeal, and reestablish your expectations. Are you ready? So let's go to the graveyard this morning. Mission impossible. Go to the graveyard. Anybody know where a graveyard is? I mean, there's a couple places in scripture there's a graveyard. You know, we have, I mean, a graveyard. Not just a tomb, but a graveyard. Anybody? Think? Mary, you got by again this day. <laughs> the graveyard. Turn to the book of Ezekiel. Verse, uh, chapter 37, Ezekiel writes, verse 1, And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out, out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which is full of bones, graveyard, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in an open valley, and lo, they were very dry. A graveyard. Wow. So Ezekiel's faced with a terrifying situation here. I mean, it's an open graveyard. Uh, if you know anything about the Jews, uh, the body is sacred. You know, like uh, when, when they have these uh, bombings, suicide bombings, they have a special group of people that pick up the bodies, the fragments, and they... They're very respectful of that, and they, they put them in containers because the body is, is an example, is an image of God, and that's sacred to them. But here, here is Ezekiel. He says, look at this. These are bones all over the place, skeletons, you know, all that type of stuff. Uh, it's mission impossible. What am I going to do with this? Verse 3, God is, God is speaking. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Wow. Can these bo bones live? It's a hopeless situation. Um, everything seems to be gone wrong. I mean, 
these are supposed to be planted in the ground, not all over the place. Life is a mess. Everybody has a graveyard. Do you have a graveyard this morning? In your past, your, your life? Again, look at verse 3. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And he answered, Lord, you know, you know. How would you answer that question if the Lord asked you, can these bones live? Well, better yet, look at your own situation. Can you imagine your situation getting better? Some of us are in dire situation. You know, I, something's got to change, but you can't see it getting better. That's the graveyard. It's the last stop. You know, it's gone. It's over. It's over the hill. Let's bury it and forget it and try to start new. But Ezekiel said, God, you know. God knows everything. Keep your, your marker there. Let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter 18. And Genesis chapter 18. Abraham has some visitors. And God tells Abraham, you're going to have a son. And of course, Sarah, if you, I think you should have read this far and if you go through the, the book. And Sarah kind of giggles. Me? Verse 14, that's Genesis 18, 14. Well, let's go to verse 13. Let's go 12, 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were, were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto him, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child which I am old? Verse 14. God is saying, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I mean, this is way out there. I mean, it's finished. What about the situation you're looking, for, looking at? Is it too hard for the Lord? Or it seems too hard for the Lord? Think about some other people that you know of. Is it too hard for the Lord? What can you share with them? Take them out of the graveyard, give them life. Wow. Again, verse 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Well, 
it took place. Wow. Okay, let's go to another book. Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 32 this time. Jeremiah chapter 32. Look at verse 27. On verse 26, then, then, the Lord, then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Nothing's too hard for the Lord. He just reminds Jeremiah. Sometimes we have to be reminded that the situation that we're looking at is not too hard for the Lord. We have to place it in His hands. Believe that He can do it. And rejoice. Oh, glory to God. It's not it, the devil, what the devil had planned for you is not going to take place. Amen. Devil, what, what the devil had planned for your finances is not going to take place. What the devil planned for your family is not going to take place. Because nothing is too hard for the Lord. Okay, let's go to another book. Let's go to Luke. Luke. Luke chapter 1. Let's go to verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I, I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the, the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which thou shalt be born unto thee shall be called the Son of God. Verse 36. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month and with her, and she who was called barren. There's another old lady. Verse 37. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. What do we have to say? Be unto me as it is said unto your word. Find the promise that God is saying, be it unto me. I am prosperous. Whatever I put my hand to shall prosper. Be it unto me. Thee in thy house thou shalt be saved. Be it unto me. Amen. Sickness and, and disease is no longer part of me. Be it unto me. Amen. 
Grab it. Claim it. Proclaim it. Amen. Oh, let's back up uh, one chapter. I mean, one chapter, one, uh, two books, I should say. Two books, and let's go to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 19. Let's see what Jesus says here. Matthew chapter 19. Verse 26, Jesus is speaking. And Jesus beheld, he's talking to the disciples, and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. All things are possible. Quit, let's quit putting a limitation on God. There's that one song we sing, No Limits, No Boundaries. Only everything's open before me. Some of us need to catch up. So we need to take hold of this thought. Nothing's impossible to God. Believe it. Receive it. That's the vital key to the impossible. That's the vital key to impossible. God with nothing, with God, nothing is impossible. That's the vital key. We got to know that. We have to rehearse that. We have to be able to spit it out. Amen. When the enemy says it's over, nothing's impossible. I change it. You change it Amen. through His Word, Amen. by His Word. Right. All right. Let's turn back to the Old Testament and find the book of. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word that goeth, out of my, goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing to where to I send it. From the Amplified it reads, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void without producing any effect, uselessness. But it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose. And it shall prosper in the, in the thing for which I sent it. Glory to God. It's his word. Amen. Nothing's impossible unto him. You don't have a graveyard in your, in your life any longer. Oh, since we're right there, let's move forward to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1. Verse 7, Jeremiah 1, 7. This is God speaking to Jeremiah. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go, and go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. We need to start speaking what God tells us to speak. Amen. And he says nothing is impossible to him. So what you speak, when you speak his word, 
It's guaranteed to take place if you believe. Rattle the devil's cage. Thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. We need to learn to be obedient to what he says. Speak a word. Let's go back to the book of uh, Ezekiel once again, chapter 37. Verse 3 again. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Verse 4. And again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter unto you, and ye shall live. So the graveyard that, that you are in, speak to it. Speak to that graveyard and bring it to life. Preach to the dry bones the word of the Lord. Not your words, but God's words about the situation. It's the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, or a woman availeth much. So it has to be a fervent word that goes forth. You have to feel it. You have to know it's going forth. That the power of God is behind it. So it's, it's time to stop listening and start speaking. It's God's plan for us to get the word, get a hold of it, and see it through. We're not in a sprint. We're in, in it for a long haul or the long run. So keep the word from going forth. Verse 7 and 8. So what does, what does Jeremiah do? So I, I mean, Ezekiel. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Are you speaking God's word over the situation that's troubling you? Or say, oh me, it's, it's just, you don't know. I've spoken this word hundreds and hundreds of times for a whole week and nothing's changed. That's not it. So I prophesied as I was commanded and I prophesied, and there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Glory to God, hallelujah. Something's happening. When you speak in the Spirit, something's happening. You may not see it right away, but it's happening. Amen. Hang on to it. Amen. It's coming together. The impossible. Your impossible situation is starting to take form, take place. So continue to speak God's word over your graveyard experience, your situation, and watch it take a new form. Amen. I don't care what the devil says. 
You shouldn't care what the devil says. You are to, it says, so I prophesied what God commanded me. God is commanding us to take his word and use it. He gave us lips and a tongue to speak his word over situations and circumstances. He gave us a mind to be renewed to God's word that we could speak it. Not what the world says. Well, got your, keep your marker there. We're going to go into another scripture. New Testament this time. Romans chapter 4. A familiar scripture that we look at quite often, but let's look at it in, the, in this prospect. Romans chapter 4. Look at verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Abraham, Ezekiel. Before him whom he believed in God, who quickeneth the dead. What are we talking about this morning? The graveyard. He quickens the dead. Can those bones live? He quickens the dead. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And calleth those things which be not as though they were. So Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded. Be thou made alive. Dry bones come alive. Something started taking place in the, in the spiritual. We got to believe that. You can't see it right. But what your word is going to do is going to light a fire. In the graveyard. Those bones are going to jump up and dance. Amen. Now some of you some of us have seen those 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 uh, those things they got for, for Halloween, the little skeletons, and they they just got, you know, they move and you just kind of jiggle them like this and they're just, you know. Well, your those skeletons in your graveyard are gonna <laughs> jump up and start dancing. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Quickens the dead and cause those things that be not as they So let's turn things around today by speaking forth the answer, not the problem. Amen. Well, you don't know I've got this thing. No, you don't got it. It's a lie because God says you're healed. You know my bank book's low, my finances low. No, you don't. God says you're prosperous. Amen. What you put your hand to shall prosper. The devil changes everything around. What he tells you, turn it around. Amen. He's not going to say you got good health, so turn it around. He says you got poor health. No, I've got good health. This is what God's word tells me. I'm changing it. I'm speaking to the dead bones. Oh, glory to God. Ezekiel 37, once again. Verse 7 again. We'll look at it in verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. We need to speak the word. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. So something's taking place in the spiritual realm. The dead things are starting to come alive. Oh, glory to God. Verse 8. 
And when I beheld, lo, the sinew and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them. Above. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. We can shout. The bones come together, muscle and flesh covering them. Glory. The vision is being reestablished. It's time for rejoicing. Oh, glory to God. It's time to rejoice. Just maybe at the beginning of the year, we had a vision and we were rejoicing, looking forward to the things that would take place. But it didn't take place, right? Some of the things, oh man, I believed and I believed and I believed. Nothing took place. So I've got me a graveyard now. You know, all those visions and goals, they just kind of be, you know, I just set them to rest, I'll just bury them and I'll go start again next year. No, God says I'll resurrect it now. Amen. I'm going to change it now. Amen. He says, speak to it. Ezekiel, speak to it. Holly, speak to it. Mike, speak to it. Get those bones out of the ground. Speak, give them some life. The possible reason why we did not develop, it did not develop is because we did not follow, allow, I should say, we did not allow God's breath on them for life. Look at verse, verse 8 again. And I beheld the sinew and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above but there was no breath in them. So you had the vision and you saw it, but there was no breath behind it. You got to continue to speak God's word. John John 6, 63 says, Oh, glory to God. John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh. It's the spirit that quickens the flesh. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So we need to speak God's word continually and we need to get into the spirit ourselves when we speak to our situation. You speak God's word over it, you shall live and not die. Uh, you have prosperity. I have prosperity. And then kick over into what Jude says. Praying in the Spirit. Put some life into that thing. No, just say, well, you know, I prayed it. I just did like God said. No, we need to put some life into that, that word. You speak to it and then put some life to it. Oh, boy. Let's go to Genesis. Keep your marker in in, uh, Ezekiel. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Look at verse 7. Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. 
Man is formed. Ezekiel, speak. And the thing had took form. There were skeletons there. All of a sudden, what? What took place? It's got flesh and bone. It's not bone, but flesh and, and covering and muscle and sinew. And it was there. Look what happened here, though. Same thing. God made man out of the dust, and he just laid there. He had everything that he needed to live, but he didn't have what? And God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. For our graveyards to change, we need to speak the word and pray over it. Pray in the Spirit. Bring it life. Give it life. Well, you know, I just, I prayed, but I'm tired. Hey, I tell you what, come to my house. I'll throw you in the pool. (laughs) If you don't know how to swim, you will learn to swim. Or we'll have to pull you out and give you... Or not artificial. (laughs) We'll have to just pump some air into you. So we need to have prayer. Spiritual prayer needs to follow God's word. Are you you kind of getting the vision of this? You got your graveyard there. Now the bones are dancing around. All of a sudden you, you continue to pray. You got your vision there, and you can see that you see your vision back again, and now it's got it's got everything that's needed, but it's still dead. You need to put some prayer behind it. Amen. Spiritual prayer. Put some life behind it. Amen. Back to Ezekiel chapter thirty seven. Verse 9, then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds and breathe and breathe upon these slain that they may live. If you look up the word um, uh, spirit, Holy Spirit, he's called the wind. We need, like I said, we need the wind. We need the spirit in our prayer. When we speak God's word, we need the spirit behind it. Otherwise, we're just going to have, you know, hey, that's a good picture. That's all you got. Or you got a good form there. You got, you got great form, but nothing, it's not living. Put some wind into it. Get the spirit behind it. Glory to God. God's breath, is, God's breath of life is necessary. The sting of the graveyard has now become paralyzed. God's plan is to bring life into you and yours. Verse 10. So I prophesy as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. Your vision comes back. It's alive and well. Speak and bring life into your situation. 
Are you buried in the, in the graveyard of financial debt, of family relations, your health, your attitude, your dreams, your faith, or your spiritual journey, whatever the grave is, the enemy is trying to keep you there. Wants to have you, oh, your dreams are gone, it's in the graveyard. No, the enemy is wrong. You just resurrected your dreams by speaking God's word over it as you were commanded to. At the very beginning of the year, we were commanded to speak the visions, dreams, and goals that he gave us. And some of us let it slide by. And now we've got to dig it up. Amen. The graveyard and death no longer has victory in your situation and circumstances. We need to rejoice. We need to shout. Your time's over, devil. We found you out. I'm going to prophesy over this, 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 whatever the situation. You prophesy. This is what God's word tells me. I'm whole. I'm healed. Then my, then my house shall be saved. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. What I put my hand to shall prosper. I am the head, not the tail. I walk with God. I'm a friend of God. Oh. I thought we'd at least have one amen in there someplace. <laughs> Maybe we should open the doors and let the cold air come in here. That's what you're like. Ezekiel chapter 37. Verse 12. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold I, my people... I will open up the graves. Prophesy. He'll open the graves for us. Let, let your vision and dreams come to pass. And cause you to come up out of your graves. And bring you to the land. The land of good. Milk and honey. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. And you should know that I am the Lord. And I have opened the graves. Oh, my people, and brought you out of your graves. When we are speaking it and you'll see the graves open, you're going to, be, you're going to know that he is God. Right. Amen. So, well, you know, my God's weak. You know, I don't know if he can do it. Hey, he's going to show us if you'll speak his word. Oh, glory to God. Some, some of you are going to be rejoicing because you've got a lot of things that need to take place in your life. And as you start rejoicing and start speaking over, over those situations with God's word, prophesying, this is what God says. And God is not going to let his, we just read earlier, that he's not going to let his word go void. And here we see he's already opened the graves for us to bring forth the, the life to those things that we've believed for. And then we can kick the devil in the teeth. Amen. Then... Bring the good news to others. Share the good news. 
Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 14, I shall put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I shall place you in your own land. Land of prosperity. Glory to God. And you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. When you see these things take place, you need to shout. Things are different. Things are going God's way. Things are going my way because my way is God's way. Oh, glory to God. God has spoken to us to prophesy. God will watch over it. God will bring it forth. Dead, dry bones have ears. The grave has ears. Speak to it. Only you can speak to the graveyard in your life. Bring, it, bring those things out of the graveyard. Those things that were, you know, a few years back, oh man, I wish I could have had that. Bring it out of the grave. Amen. Nothing's impossible to God. And what you ask, He will give you above that which you ask for. Or dare think. God has no limits. So why do we put limits on him? I've been this way for, you know, 40 years. Nothing. Get it out of the grave. Speak to it. Mountains have ears. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Speak to the mountain. Mountains have ears. Whatever, whatever situation has ears. Trees have ears. Jesus spoke to a tree. He says, no one's going to eat fruit of you anymore. It died. Speak to the situation. Change it. Oh, you're going to be one of those, they may claim it. I don't care. As long as it's happening. If I'm going to be blessed by it, why, why should I, if nobody else is wanting to get blessed by it, I'll, I'm just going to steal their, not steal, I, I'm going to borrow their, their ministering angels. If they're not going to use them, Come on over here. I'm going to put you to work because I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to be successful. My family's going to be successful, etc., etc., etc. And those things that are in the grave are going to come up. And you don't write rest and peace either on it. Bring it up. God will always ask you what you see. What do you see out there? Ezekiel, what do you see? I see dead bones. What do you see? God is interested in your perspective. Then he wants you to speak in faith into the situation. He knows that you can see the perspective. Now he wants you to speak in faith over that situation. He knows your limitations, but then he says, I want you to speak in faith. Change it. You can change any situation in your life. Or we can change any situation in our life. Can these bones live? Yes, they can. God can use you. You need to speak his word. Just be open to hear his voice. 
Prophesy what you are becoming and not what you have. Prophesy what you are becoming and not what you have. Because some of us are down here. We need to be up here. So begin to prophesy. Take it up. And glory to God, you're getting out 20 minutes early. <laughs> not, not even an amen on that one. I thought you'd just jump up and down on that one. <laughs> so can these bones live? Are you going to get rid of your graveyards? Amen. Yeah, don't let the devil hold you back in, in Halloween anymore. Amen. Anybody need prayer tonight, this morning? I'm going to have to run, drive around town before, so I get home after 12 because she doesn't want to know that it was such a short <laughs> Don't you dare tell her either. <laughs> Let's all stand. <laughs> Again, everybody, thank you for your generosity and your kindness and your witnessing to us of your Christian love towards me, me and the wife. Uh, we are totally blessed by you. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us an example, Father God, that we can speak to the graveyard that have been plagued us, Father God, and Father God, that we can resurrect, Father God, those skeletons and put life into them, Father God. We praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord. From this day forward, Father God, things are new. And we praise you for it. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.